Okay, so I will be doing worked examples for Punnett squares. To be honest, this isn't something that really works auditorily. It's not really amazing for you to hear me write out Punnett squares and all that, but this does have a little bit information about the dihybrid cross that I really did want to mention. Uh, before I do though, just remember, I probably should have mentioned this in a previous video. Um, I want to clarify that the example of blood type uh, involves both complete and co-dominance, right? Complete dominance if you have AO and BO because that's, you know, a dominant paired with a recessive and then uh, co-dominance if you have type AB, which are both um, dominant. So that's just something to mention. Um, so yes, yeah, so I will now talk about the dihybrid cross. And this is uh, basically your basic, you know, uh, monohybrid cross on steroids or like 2.0, right? With your monohybrid cross, it was a two by two Punnett square and you looked at only one trait, right? You looked at all the alleles only for eye color. Here with the dihybrid cross, we're looking at two traits simultaneously, right? So we might be looking at, you know, brown versus blue eyes and big teeth versus small teeth. Right. So um, and so the dihybrid cross hinges on this, you know, fundamental principle known as the law of independent assortment. Right. And this is, you know, it sounds so, you know, official and fancy, but it's actually very simple. If we assume that the genes that code for, you know, the eye color and the genes that code for teeth are on separate chromosomes, they assort independently. Let me repeat that. If you have, remember from my example, eye color and teeth size, that's what we're looking at in this dihybrid cross. If, you, if, if we assume that the genes, the sections that code for these traits are on separate chromosomes, they assort independently. And what, what that basically means is it allows us to foil out the traits. Uh, so, and I know that doesn't make much sense. Let me read it out to you. Uh, take the example of the eye color and teeth. If you have um, B, uh, capital B stands for brown eyes and then lowercase b stands for blue eyes and then capital T stands for big teeth and lowercase t stands for small teeth, then you have capital B, lower B, capital T, lower T, right? And you can foil that out to four individual uh, groupings of alleles. You can have capital B, capital T, you can have capital B, lowercase t, you can have lower B, capital T, and you can have lower B, lower T. And the idea behind this, I know, I know it's really hard for, for you to hear it from me, but literally write it out, right? Capital B, lower B, capital T, lower T, and foil each one, foil like in mathematics, right? First, outer, inner, last, um, you know, and then you will get these alleles that I mentioned, capitals B and T, capital B, lower T, lower B, capital T, lower B, lower T. Um, and so what we're doing is we're writing out all the possible combinations of these alleles. Uh, and then when you perform the dihybrid cross, which is just uh, a Punnett square 2.0, instead of a two by two, it's a four by four, um, you, can, you can see where these traits go and, and which uh, traits the offspring receives and how many of them will receive uh, various uh, genotypes and their resulting phenotypes. Remember in an independent assortment that both homologs or homologous chromosomes always code for the same genes. They might have a different version, uh, you know, AKA the allele. So, um, you know, for example, if you have your chromosome from your mother and your chromosome from your father, right? This, you know, one section of your mother's chromosome codes for eye color, cool. If you look at that same section on your father's version of the chromosome, that section will also code for eye color, but the alleles might be different, right? So maybe your father, his eye color section is blue eyes. It codes for blue eyes. And then your mother in that same position as where your father's eye color was, she has the eye color uh, section also in that exact same spot, but that hers codes for brown eyes maybe. Um, so I just wanna kind of throw that in there. 
Independent assortment occurs when genes that code for trait X is, are on different chromosomes than uh, another gene that codes for trait Y. In other words, there's no linkage between independently assorted chromosomal genes. There's no linkage, be linkage between eye color and teeth size. And you might ask why, because they're on different chromosomes. They don't travel together, right? So the, the individual chromosomes themselves are very important and very tightly regulated on what they have. And you might say, you know, why does it matter if the, the chromosomes don't travel together? Remember that during reproduction, offspring inherit um, one chromatid at a time or as a whole, I'm sorry. So uh, re remember, not chromosome, because during metaphase, uh, if you remember, the, the chromosomes are pulled apart into halves, and these halves we call chromatids. Um, and these chromatids are inherited as a whole because then the cell divides. Um, and so in, in the case of chromatids, for example, say you have a chromatid and its top fin uh, codes for eye color. It contains a gene that codes for eye color, and its bottom fin contains the gene uh, or, uh, that codes for hair color, right? Now, when the offspring receives this chromatid, it will receive the gene for eye color and hair color, right? The chromatid isn't further broken down. It's not cut in half horizontally, right? The offspring receives the chromatid as a whole. And so when they're on the same chromosome, or chromatid, I'm sorry, uh, they will, um, both genes will be inherited either together or not at all. Uh, two last things, these are kind of just side notes. Number one, uh, and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little here, but it's very short. Uh, independently assorted traits, which is everything that we just talked about, are opposed by linked, linked traits. These are the opposite of them. Linked traits uh, are the exact opposite of independently assorted traits. Um, you know, for example, sex-linked inheritance. So, you know, things that are hereditary, you know, via sex as a result of your gender. That's one example of a linked trait. Finally, the dihybrid cross will always result in a nine to three to three to one ratio um, of, of the various alleles if you have two heterozygotes. And that's kind of obvious, but you know, just to throw it in there.